Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with your host, me, Melissa Gonzalez. Today, I'm excited to have Kayla Lazardi on with us. She is the Chief Scientific Officer at Revlon. She's responsible for driving product innovation for brands and product strategies across the global organization. With more than 20 years of global experience in consumer products and consumer health industries, Kayla has an exceptional track record of delivering breakthrough innovation. Originally from Venezuela, she has worked all over the world in Asia, Europe, Latin America, and in the U.S. Most recently, she held a position of R&D Vice President at Elf Cosmetics, and previously, she held a position increasing responsibility at numerous organizations, including Procter & Gamble. So I know we're going to have a great conversation today, not only what she does, but her, her, her career background. Um, Kayla, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Excited yeah. to be here. Yes, I'm excited to have you. We have so much to go through. Um, and while our audience is probably very familiar with Revlon, I would love if we could start to give the audience a little bit more of an overview of what does it mean to be the chief scientific officer at Revlon? Absolutely, great. Uh, so let me start by talking a little bit about the company. Uh, mm -hmm. Because as you said, uh, people are very familiar with our flagship brand, the Revlon brand. But mm -hmm. the reality is that the, the Revlon company is the home of many great brands. Uh, we also, uh, under the Revlon uh, company, we have Elizabeth Arden, uh, which I'm sure, I'm sure many of you know that brand mm -hmm. is an iconic brand. Uh, we also have American Crew. American Crew is the number one men's uh, styling brand. Uh, so it's a fantastic brand, you know, that, that many, many uh, guys love. Uh, <laughs> we also have Almay. Uh, mm -hmm. Almay is a makeup brand, and it was the first ever hypoallergenic brand um, in the world. So uh, a, a very, very, another iconic brand. And we also play uh, in the hair care uh, category and hair color, particularly in, in Europe. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we have uh, names like Mitchum deodorant, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's also part of our portfolio and fragrances. You know, uh, we have a, a beautiful array of, of fragrances, including uh, Juicy Couture, which is one of our flagships. So that's Revlon. Now, what do I do? What does that, the uh, chief scientific officer do? Uh, I create products. You know, I, I say that R&D are the magic behind the brands. Uh, all the promises uh, that the brands make out there, they are backed up by beautiful, effective, safe products uh, and mm -hmm. communication strategies that are clear and rooted on consumer needs. So that's what I do. I create products. Uh, I am obsessed with creating the best products ever. Uh, and I have a team, a very, very um, talented team that uh, we do everything from formulating the products, creating mm -hmm. the packages, making sure that they uh, are of the highest quality and safety uh, standards uh, and, and that we launch on time. As you know, as, the, as you know, the retailers, particularly in mass, have very strict timelines and we make sure that we launch on time and with excellence. So th that's, that's my job. Well, you're busy, basically. Yes, oh, busy but happy. I love my job. You know, creating products is such a creative product. You know, uh, you know, and it's um, particularly in beauty. It's it's uh, it's art and science. You do have Absolutely. to have the the background in science, but you you also need to understand humanity. You know, and understand what makes consumer trick. You know, and being able to you know deliver uh, an experience more than a product per se. 
No, absolutely. So talk us through a little bit. How does Revlon think through its innovation process, right? How far out does the company look? How does it gather data to drive process and decisions and to inform um, what, what you want to create? Yeah. Uh, first of all, everything starts with the consumer. You know, we put the consumer at the center of everything we do on innovation in this company. You know, it starts with understanding what is it that they need? What is it that they are not getting today? What are their wishes, their aspirations, their dreams? And then, you know, once we understand that, we merge that notion with a lot of expertise that we have internally, as you can imagine, after so many years, you know, Reverend had a lot of beauty experts that are also very much in tune with the trends that are happening out there, not only mm -hmm. in beauty, but frankly, in pop culture in general and in different categories. So we merge the needs with the trends and then we create what we call a concept. You know, it's, it's a concept, it's, it's, it's a promise of, of a product, of an experience. And then after we have a concept, then we have multifunctional teams that work together through a gated product, uh, a gated process uh, to make sure that we develop that product that is gonna meet that need in the best possible way. And when mm -hmm. I talk about multifunctional, it's from marketing, uh, communications, packaging, R&D, quality, safety, our supply partners. We make sure that we develop and we manufacture the product and we launch. Uh, uh, this is a gated process that has different stages. Uh, mm -hmm. And each one of the stages have different criteria uh, that uh, make sure that uh, what we deliver is the highest quality, but also that it's a good, um, a good match with the equity of the different brands that, and mm -hmm. that we launch. Um, so, so that's pretty much um, overall the process that, 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 that we follow. Uh, there are differences depending on the category and the type of products. You know, some products take longer because, you know, they, they are more complex or they have, mm -hmm. they have different regulatory uh, classifications. Some products are faster. Um, uh, but what we never compromise is number one, the fact that we're meeting the, a consumer need. And number two, that the quality and the safety of the products is paramount for us. So that, that's our focus uh, to launch, uh, when, when, when we launch products at Revlon. Right, no, absolutely. And filter is so important. I mean, even as we're designing stores, right? For our clients, we have to be consumer centric and making sure that we're checking the box on the filter. Is this, is this for them? Um, you also have a significant commitment to sustainability as well. And so how has that been factoring into your innovation pipeline? Yes, yes, uh, that, that's a passion of mine, uh, sustainability. Um, we, uh, we have a program internally in the company that is pretty much the vision is that we believe in beauty with a conscious. You know, we believe in being sustainable forward. And what that means, sustainable forward means that each one of the products that we develop, we make sure that they include elements of sustainability and when I when I when I say elements of sustainability maybe in the packaging maybe in the formula per se maybe in the in the in total product mm -hmm. um, for example in 2021 uh, two-thirds of our new products have at least one uh, sustainable element and mm -hmm. that is a goal of us to continue right. developing uh, products that are sustainable. That's one aspect of it. The other mm -hmm. one is, as you can imagine, also in our manufacturing facilities, you know, we have programs in place uh, to make sure that we stay and in some cases lead, you know, uh, in, in that, in that uh, space. And the third one, the third pillar 
uh, has to do with how do we continue to uh, contribute to society and how do we continue um, you know, to, to give back uh, to our society and how we partner with uh, institutions, like-minded institutions that help us um, do that. One example that I, I am very proud of uh, is EWG, uh, the Environmental Working Group. Uh, we established a very close partnership with them uh, and we have launched uh, different products with them, two different products, one of them very recently that are certified by EWG. And what that means mm -hmm. is that they have on, they have gone through a very uh, rigorous and detailed process uh, to certify that our ingredients, uh, you know, are are the best that they can be in terms of health and safety uh, for for the environment and 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 for the individual. Um, that that partnership, you know, is is really something that we are very proud of and is part of is, is part of our commitment. Uh, to sustainability uh, and to do the right thing, you know, uh, we are uh, so passionate about sustainability because it's the right thing to do. You know, it's absolutely it's the right thing to do. And I think that's what consumers are wanting now, right? And they're gravitating um, and becoming more loyal to the brands that stand behind a purpose. And um, you know, we're seeing continuous uh, reminders, unfortunately, in our world, right, of climate yes. change. And so um, wanting to make investments into products um, and brands that stand behind sustainability, I think it's, it's becoming more important than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the, uh, I think, and even coming out of the pandemic, you know, this has become even more relevant and, and more top of mind because we realize we need to take much more care of ourselves and our planet. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so yes, it's, 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 it's here to stay and, and to evolve. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do believe that, uh, you know, at some point in time, it was all about natural products, you know? Yeah. And then it moved towards clean ingredients and, and clean products. And then it will continue evolving. My, my, prediction I what I think is that the next frontier is when you actually get to talk about ingredients that you're able to measure uh, the impact on, mm. on health and because clean clean ingredients is um is a wonderful uh, concept uh, and has served us well you know to open the eyes of the consumers to uh, the, the ingredients and, and of the products. But I think that the next step is to, to make it more standard and quantifiable. Sometimes clean for, for some institutions is different from others. Um, and I do think that concepts like hypoallergenic, you know, that as I mentioned before, Alme is a hypoallergenic brand. For me, hypoallergenic, even though has been uh, talked for quite some time, mm -hmm. is the type of uh, evolution that I, that I see because I don't know if people realize when 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 a brand like uh, Almay claims that a product is hypoallergenic, it has gone through a very thorough process of testing to make sure that that's the case. You know, we use a panel that is uh, sensitive skin to make sure that we are testing with the uh, extreme conditions, uh, mm -hmm. and we also have. Uh, a repertoire of ingredients that is is very well selected among all the available ones to be able to just say a hypoallergenic, you know. So there is so much work behind that, and I, I want to continue seeing that we back up, you know, the claims, you know, in mm -hmm. this space and in every space, you know, with work and with science and testing. No, absolutely, and I think that's what consumers want, right? They, they, not only want to. Um, 
are gravitating to brands that stand behind a purpose, but they want to understand the impact they're having, right, on the decisions that they're making. So to your point, if, they can, if it can be quantified, then they know everything from beauty to household products, like across the board, right? If they, if I make this change, what impact am I having towards the greater good? And it makes them feel even more empowered um, as Correct. well. And then you Correct. as a brand are delivering that to them, right? This empowerment in addition to good yeah. products, of course. Uh, absolutely. In addition, yes. It all starts with great products that are beautiful and work. <laughs> and <laughs> then you also have you also have an impact on the planet, but on your own health, you know, um, as well. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. all, we all want to take care of the best care possible of ourselves. Yeah. So we're, we're having this conversation while, while it's still Hispanic Heritage Month, right? And you sit at um, a very senior position um, at the C-suite level and, and a woman in science um, and Latina. Um, so talk to me a little bit about like, how do you feel that, that your background and your heritage helps make you be a great leader? Yes, uh, my heritage, you know, First of all, I'm very proud, as I'm sure you are, of my heritage, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but second of all, I, I believe that it, it is my experience that my heritage has been a plus for me, has been uh, really, really important in terms of, I bring to the table, you know, qualities and I bring to the table attitudes and mindsets and, and behaviors that I think are unique and are rooted on my upbringing. Uh, and it's not only me, I'm using my example, but many of us, you know, many of us, Latins tend to be very resourceful. Mm -hmm. We tend to be very determined, you know, and resilient. Uh, and that trait comes from the fact that we grow up in environments where we are very dependent on our own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We don't we don't have infrastructure. And, and, and I'm sure, you know, you know that, as, you know, very well, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, that when when the when the mail doesn't work, the public transportation doesn't work, right? Right. Uh, you know that you have to make it happen on your own. You, you make it up as you go, and that gives us that resourcefulness that I think mm. is key, particularly nowadays. We have so many scarce resources. Being able, mm. and we know how to. I know how to operate with very little. You know, I can operate, of course. You know, with a lot, and and anyone can operate with you know with with a lot of resources. But being able to do a lot with little, I think is something that is very unique to us uh, mm -hmm. and that we bring to the table, uh, you know, much, much better than, than probably other, other cultures. Um, the, the other aspect is what I call sunny disposition. We tend to have a sunny disposition. What that means <laughs> is that we tend to be very optimistic, you know, and, and tend to always look for the positive angle. Uh, and I think that's because, you know, at home, you know, there is so little that you are so thankful for every little progress and we're able to see progress, you know what I mean, yeah. on a continuation basis. And that that give us that disposition, that sunny disposition that I think is, is helpful to attack problems from the mindset of how do I solve it versus from for the sure. mindset of, oh, you know, we have a problem. Oops, Houston, we have a problem. No, we have a problem <laughs> and I'm gonna solve it. I'm gonna, gonna solve it, yeah. solve it. yes. No, so yes, that's, as I said, it's a plus for me. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and and you know there is there is two sides of the equation one is what you bring to the table but the other side is how receptive the organizations you are in are to your to, to the diversity that you bring you know mm -hmm. and obviously some are more receptive than others right the environment change uh, uh, so my 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 challenge or my you know my advice to many other young latinas or latinos is to when you get to an environment uh, and even if it is not very receptive you know you have to make it receptive it's uh, it's on us you know what i mean to make sure that people understand you know what we bring and once they understand you know they will they will appreciate it uh, mm -hmm. fortunately i don't have that issue at revlon uh, because our ceo has been very very um, deliberate, you know, in yeah. terms of creating, um, you know, diversity. 50% uh, of, uh, of the executive team, my peers are women, you know, and I am not the only Latin person in the team either. Uh, but, but that is only one aspect of it. The other aspect that is very unique to the, cult, the, the culture at Revlon and that she has created and that we all embrace and work hard to, to grow and to nurture is that we appreciate diversity in ways of thinking. And I mean, it's, 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 it's beyond color, ethnicity. It's about uh, nurturing and celebrating, you know, that people think differently because they bring different yeah. backgrounds, that they attack problems from different angles uh, and that they, we express in different ways. I am loud. You know, we, you know, that's, I, I tend, I am loud, uh, and in other Me environments, too. I feel like, <laughs> in other environments, I felt like, oh, 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 here, I mean, no, I mean, it's celebrated, you know, uh, yeah. my sunny disposition is celebrated, is is nurtured. Uh, and, and that has helped me flourish, re really, in, in, in this environment. No, that's, ab that's absolutely critical, is we understand that different points of view is, 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 is having that strategic advantage for your firm, right? Is that they have all of those uh, diverse points of view um, and they're informative to each other and you can learn that way and you can bring something unique to the table. So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So we touched upon it a little bit um, with sustainability, but in, what's the future of beauty? Well, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what I think. There is a lot of a lot of uh, information out there, right? You can read pages and pages of uh, trends, uh, tendencies, et cetera, et cetera. I'm gonna tell you what I believe based on also the fact that I am a beauty junkie. You know what I mean? I really care. I not only work yeah. in the industry, so I have my own sense, you know, of, mm -hmm. of what it is. Um, I believe there are three aspects that I believe are, are very important. One we already touched, which is, as you said, sustainability and how we, you know, sustainability and clean ingredients and what is the next frontier there that, as I said, I believe is going to go towards something that is more measurable and more concrete and, and that has a more unifying concept uh, across different brands and retailers, et cetera. Um, the, the second one that I, that I believe is important um, is, we we got used to, I mean, and we got into the mindset as consumers and as people throughout the pandemic uh, to understand the importance of well-being, you know, the importance of uh, wellness, you know, uh, self-care, you know, and, and give, give ourselves indulgent, you know, um, simple things, you know, that indulge our lives. And I think that's not going to go away. So I, I believe that it's already here and it was happening, but it got accelerated with the pandemic. 
yeah. I believe that um, there is going to be a, a, a lot of pull for uh, products and services that have an important and positive impact on our well-being mm -hmm. uh, across categories. Um, but particularly in beauty, what that what that means is uh, is, is products that are multitasking. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. That products that not only do one thing, but 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 that meet many needs at the same time in a way that is credible and, and, and simple and, and understandable. Uh, but also, uh, I think that the, the experience of using the product is going to become as important or more important than the mm -hmm. end benefit. What I mean by that is that I think that we're going to be seeing different textures, multisensorial, you know, um, yes. aspect of the products are going to be very important, but also making sure that the products are, are, are good for you. And let me give you an example. It's, it's, um, it's a discipline in science that is that is called uh, psychodermatology, okay. And and it, you know psychodermatology has been riding the waves over the I would say four years or so. You know, very very hot topic, um, but it has been very focused on uh, um, psychodermatology is about the link between stress, you know, anxiety okay. on your skin. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What is the link and what it produces, which is very uh, intuitive, I think. But the science has been very focused so far on understanding that, that link in conditions, in, in a skin that has conditions, you know, eczema, you know, acne, all of that. Recently, it is doing more and more in terms of understanding that, um, that connection not for conditions of your skin, but even for healthy skin, you know? Mm -hmm. So what is the what is the effect that it has on aging? You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I see that uh, that um, psychodermatology is gonna be big. And it's just one example, but yeah. everything that has to do with wellness and connecting how you look with how you feel and, and how your mind is, uh, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big one. Uh, the Absolutely. last one, which is music to my ears, is <laughs> I believe that expertise is going to become king again, you know. In, over the last year before the pandemic, expertise was a little bit put on the side, you know. It was a little bit dismissed. But I think that one of the uh, unintended consequences, positive consequences of, of this pandemic is yes. that People are reflecting back and valuing and appreciating expertise, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that consumers are being are valuing that more and are gonna be looking, particularly in beauty, a lot of evidence, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Science-based evidence uh, uh, and, and products that actually works and are backed up by, by, by science and clinical studies and what have you, which is not new, uh, mm -hmm. but I think it's gonna be a renewal of appreciation of those yeah. um, of those uh, of those uh, aspects um, of, of innovation and products which is good news for Revlon right because yeah. companies like Revlon we have a very strong investment in capacity and capabilities in, from the point of view of science and, and technical capabilities mm -hmm. and that is going to differentiate us as I said before I wish people knew everything that goes you know uh, behind the scenes uh, yeah. for you guys to to get a product that looks this beautiful, but it works and has technical data behind it. It's a lot of work, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of work in terms of, let me give you an example. We we always want to make sure that our product, the integrity of our product, you know, is there at all touch points of the, of the chain, you know, 
since leaves our doors until it gets to the hands of the consumer. So we do a very uh, exhaustive battery of uh, testing uh, that we call, you know, that make sure in extreme conditions, that make sure that our product receives the more stringent uh, shipping conditions, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, same with stability, you know, stability protocols are designed to make sure that our products are stable and work as intended under extreme conditions. Uh, right. And, and, and those are, you know, those are things that you cannot invent from day to night. It takes a lot of technical capability and, you know, to be able to do some of those. No, I mean, and, it's, and it is a competitive environment, but I, you know, I do think, like you said, people are doing more research. They're much more informed than ever. Um, and because of the pandemic, hyper aware of what it is to um, invest in self-care, right? Mm -hmm. and, and products that are gonna enhance how they feel, how they look. And, and so um, I don't think that that's going to go backwards in any no. way whatsoever. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, no, it was so good to talk to you through all of this um, and, and learn more about your process and you know, the approach you bring to the role and what we think the future is going to look like. Um, and I think that there's, you know, when you talk about um, the opportunities with skincare too, um, and understanding the skin, I also think that I'm intrigued by the possibilities of on a personalized way too, right? How it understands my skin versus your skin versus somebody else's skin and can deliver the best um, outcome for, for me. Absolutely, that's another area. I, I, that's another area. The personalization is key in beauty and beyond beauty. You know, it's happening outside of beauty faster than than in our industry. But it's absolutely, absolutely right. And and the multitasking aspect that we didn't, you right. know, we didn't uh, talk a lot about that. I, I showed you this product before. It's an Elizabeth Arden brightening uh, peel. You know. And remember how we talk at the start that everything starts with the, with the consumer needs. Yeah. What we understand is that many women are interested on peelings. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've done it. I've done it. Yeah. You know, however, the, the trade-off of peelings is that, you know, can irritate. So we yeah. set ourselves to create technologies like this one that, you know, you can see two colors, one peels and the other one actually nurtures and soothes and smooths your skin. You know, and that is part of the wellness piece of all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, we launched this before the pandemic or anything, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's the same concept. You know, it's yeah. not only that it's going to brighten and it's going to peel, but it's good for your skin. On top right. of that, I mean, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to smooth and soothe your skin, which is, you know, and it's back up with, with clinical data. You know, right. we have 93% of consumers that you said, you know, so I need to start results. using it. I'm all about brightening. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Please, I will send you. I will okay. send you. You have Deal. to because it, it is so cool. I mean, as I said, I'm, you have to stop me because I will talk about this the whole, <laughs> the whole time. But it is so cool. But what it does is that it promotes natural peeling of your skin. You know what okay. I mean? It's a natural process. And we found a technology that is able to promote that. So that's, that's the type of you know, well-being and, and uh, that, that we're talking about. That is just the beginning uh, of what is going to come. No, that's great. Well, everybody that's listening should be following you um, and <laughs> so that they could see as you continue to innovate with Revlon. Um, I definitely appreciate the time today. So again, everybody, this is Kayla uh, Lazardi. She is the Chief Scientific Officer at Revlon. And this has been a great conversation around innovation and the future of beauty. So thank you again for being with us. Thank you.